Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is how to be free. And now here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. I've been around for 30 years. That's right. I've been on the air for 30 years, all over the country. And I'm still here after all these years. Do you ever feel the drudgery of things, the oppression of things, the slavery? Christ said, all who sin are slaves. And to the extent that anything that you do has a sense of obligation, a sense of having to do something, a sense of reluctance, resentment, hostility, anger, or the sense of just the drudgery and the meaninglessness of playing another man's game, Have you ever sensed that? You probably did when you were a young person sitting in school. You were forced to sit in school hour upon hour upon hour, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and it was boring. And you looked out the window and saw the sunshine and the blue sky, and you wanted to be free, but they wouldn't let you be free. So now, let me get back to what I said. Christ said, all who sin are slaves. And to the extent that what you do is not done spontaneously and with joy. Just a sense of lightheartedness and freedom to the extent that what you do does not have that in it, then you are a slave of sin. That's right. And do you want to know why? Do you want to know why the things that you do do not bring you joy? The things that you do seem like you're You have to do them. You're obliged to do them, and so on and so forth. Well, there's two reasons. First of all, resentment. That's right, resentment, because you're not doing it gladly. You're doing it resentfully, and the resentment makes you feel guilty because resentment is wrong. It's a little bit of hate, isn't it? Resentment. It's a little bit of judgment. It's a little bit of anger, and so because you feel guilty for the resentment, then you bend over backwards to be extra nice and do things for people But it's done out of resentment, not out of love. And so that's one thing. And then the other thing is, you know what it is. You're not doing God's will. You're not doing God's will. Christ said, of myself I can do nothing. Whatever the Father does, I watch and then I do what he does. Didn't Christ say something like, it is not me who doth the works, but the Father within me. He had no will of his own other than to do God's will. But if you're not doing God's will, then you're doing someone else's will, something else's will. And so that's why you feel the oppression. You feel the pressure. You feel the drudgery. You feel the compulsion. You feel the slavery. Have you have you ever gone through a door to a job and then all of a sudden there you are? And then all of a sudden one day you wake up and you realize that you're a slave and you don't want to go through the door, but you have to. Somehow you've missed the mark and you've obeyed someone else's will. It also says somewhere, I think it must be Paul. He said, where Christ is, then there is liberty. And so if you do not feel free, remember when you were a little child, you were spontaneous 
carefree and happy, and you leapt from bed in the morning and ran barefoot over the carpet to a, a day of adventure. What happened to that? What happened to that carefree, blithe spirit? Well, it's gone because you became subject to other people's wills. And how did you become subject to their wills? Because you resented them. That's the, that's the main reason. If you resent someone, you become subject to them. That's right. If you resent something, you become enslaved to it. You become subject to it. You can immediately feel the slavery. And so, through resentment and through doubt, doubting what you know in your heart, listening to other people, you got pulled away from yourself. And the farther and farther you, you got from yourself, the more you became enslaved another way because you became addicted to needing those pressures in order to function and needing other people's ideas. And you became totally outer-directed. So now, would you like to be free? Well, and keep listening. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. All that would do is cramp my style, and besides, I want to set you free, not tie you down with more church, more doctrines, more obligations, more labels. People say, I'm a this or I'm a that, or I'm a that or I'm a this. All it does is divide you up from the commonality, the brotherhood and sisterhood of humankind. That's all it does. I don't need any labels. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. All who sin are slaves of sin, said the Messiah. He came to set us free. Free. But everywhere, people enslave themselves, don't they? Now, why is it that people enslave themselves? Have you ever noticed? You know, you see uh, somebody has a boyfriend that's no good or a girlfriend that's no good, and they, they finally escape from that person, and then what do they do? They end up with someone even worse. And you say, what'd they do that for? Or, you know, you have a job, and it's, it's a decent job. It's honest work. Honest days pay for an honest day's work, but suddenly you become ambitious and you storm off. Usually you get angry. Usually you get angry at the boss or something. You feel like they don't appreciate you and then in resentment you find another job. It's worse. More enslavement. So why is that? And then look at people. They enslave themselves to just about everything that people do they enslave themselves to. Have you noticed? They enslave themselves to their iPhone. There's nothing wrong with an iPhone. It's a very nice, it's a very nice tool. But people become addicted to texting and so on. People enslave themselves to alcohol. They enslave themselves to junk food. Even the way people exercise, have you noticed? Where there's no joy in it. It's like work. Work. So shouldn't it be possible to exercise? to work, to use your iPhone, to eat, to live, and not be enslaved to anything like you were when you were a little child. Remember when you were a little child, you did one thing, and then you put it aside, and you did something else, and then you did something else. You went from one thing to another, and you learned at lightning speed. Now what do you do? 
you perseverate in something, perseverate in a job that you resent, married to someone you resent. So now you see what has happened. Marriage is a good thing. But when people resent each other, when they resent each other, then they feel like they're trapped. See? So the first thing you have to do is let go of resentment so you can see clearly what's going on. If you only learn one thing from this program, I want you to see that resentment enslaves you. You become enslaved by guilt, by a sense of obligation. And you become enslaved. Oh, but what I was going to say is, why do people enslave themselves? You see them enslave themselves to food, to drink, to drugs, to alcohol, to, to work, to everything. They enslave themselves to entertainment, to bills. They enslave themselves. Why? And they enslave themselves to other people. Why? They enslave themselves to organizations and groups. Why? Because if they were free, if they weren't enslaved, they would have to see their own wrong. They would have to see their own willfulness, their own impatience, their own resentments and hostilities and selfishness. And as long as people do not want to admit they're wrong, that's right, as long as you do not want to admit you're wrong, you want to hang on to the tatters of pride and save face, then you'll find some group, some organization, some church, some person, some job, some marijuana, something, some cause to enslave yourself to. And by being enslaved to their will, you no longer do God's will. You no longer even know what God's will is because you're enslaved. So now, I've been on the air for 30 years, and it's like a wake-up call. So if you begin to wake up and see the truth about yourself, and you yearn for something good and something pure, and you yearn to be free, and you want to come clean, you're tired of playing a game and being phony with people, well, then you should listen to this program. Now, I need to mention two very important things. First of all, this is a 30-minute program. Some of you are only getting the 15-minute version. To hear the remainder of the program, you have to go to SheddingShackles.com and listen to the whole program. The second thing I want you to know is that this program is only on once a week, so take note of the time right now. Take note of the time so you can listen to this program every week at the same time. But better yet, go to SheddingShackles.com and listen to the whole program there. So to hear the second half of this program, you have to go to my website, SheddingShackles.com. That's SheddingShackles.com or TalkToAPastor.org. Either one of those. And then you can listen to the whole program. Not only that, but I have over a thousand YouTube videos. And I have books, over 20 books, on Amazon.com in both Kindle and in quality paperback. So, check all of these resources out and listen to the full half-hour program at 
SheddingShackles.com or TalkToAPastor.org. My name is Roland, and I welcome you. Those of you who are listening in Indianapolis, Indiana, Kansas City, Missouri, and in Southern California, stay tuned because after this brief announcement, I'll be back for the second half of the program. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage, a spiritual and practical look at relationships? My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. See, but here's the thing. Just hearing about religion hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, it's not enough. You have to experience Him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing Him is undoubtedly resentment and being lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams and work, lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? And that's why I've made a little meditation too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think uh, could be just what, what you need if you really and truly want to get better, okay, and find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold. Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you. To view our many free resources, visit SheddingShackles.com. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories consisting of upset, hurt feelings and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you too can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Just a quick word to my loyal listeners to the 30-minute program. My loyal listeners all over the world, but especially in Southern California and uh, Kansas City and Indianapolis. And of course, again, I must mention people who listen on the Internet. A lot of people do that. Of course, I have uh, programs also on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes, and somehow people find me. Not a lot, but few. And for them, it's a great blessing sometimes. I just want to mention I've started some new programs. They're 15-minute programs, and they air Saturday evening in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and in Bakersfield, California, and on AM and FM in Huntsville, Alabama. Now, these are all very nice stations, big stations with a lot of listeners, and even though it's a 15-minute program, I 
I hope someone will uh, just happen to be listening in. Just happen to be listening in. And it could be, could be the start of something good for them. I've been talking about will. Christ said, I seek not my own will. I seek not that my will be done, but the will of him who sent me. I mean, not my will, but the will of him who sent me. Do you understand that? Our problem is that we are willful. That is our weakness. Our weakness is that we take up the challenge, the challenge to our ego, the challenge to our pride, because we all have a little something in us that wants to play God, that wants to be right, that wants to make an impression on others, that wants to prove things, that wants to be perfect. And so we take up the challenge. We take up every little challenge, and some of us become absolutely and totally bogged down in it. For example, some people are they're seeking to move something from one side of the table to the other, and it falls off the table. Now, some people, when that happens, they simply pick it up and put it back on the table. But other people react with resentment, a little bit of resentment, anger. They say, darn, or something like that. It's a reaction. It's a little reaction. And often it includes a little bit of resentment. Sometimes a big resentment. They stub their toe. They become resentful. The cat walks around like, you know, have you heard the old expression like the cat's meow? You know how cats have a way of not paying attention to you and acting like they're in charge? If you react to that with resentment, see? Or somebody doesn't say good morning to you and react with resentment. But I want you to see, the, I want you to begin to notice the little things, the little tiny responses that you make to some kind of a challenge, especially to something going wrong. Because we always want to prove our greatness, our goodness, our cleverness, our smartness. We're seeking to play God. You may not realize that's what you're doing, but when you go to pound a nail and it bends, do you simply remove the bent nail and put in another one, or you get a little bit angry at it, a little bit resentful? Now, some people, they become... I'll give you an example. Someone goes to pound a nail, and it bends, then they get a little bit angry. Then another one bends, and they become resentful. A person can become so resentful over that, that it becomes a total fixation for them. And later in life, when they have to pound a nail, somehow they, they're afraid. They're afraid the nail will bend because it'll prove they're no good. It'll prove they're clumsy. It'll prove they're stupid. Because, you see, there's also a, a spiritual, see, there's a, a will-of-the-wisp visitor, will-of-the-wisp faceless visitor that whispers. It may not even whisper a, a word, but in your mind, somehow, something verbally or non-verbally, something says, if the nail bends, that proves that you're stupid. You're not as good as Joe. 
It proves that you're clumsy. It proves that you're unlucky. He'll try anything. Now it becomes an ominous thing to pound that nail. Because if you get it right, then you feel relief. But if it bends, it proves that you're unlucky. See, for that kind of a person who who has fallen to temptation. So it, be, it can begin with a very little thing. But it doesn't have to include this spiritual temptation. It, it can simply be that when something doesn't go quite right, you become angry and frustrated. Angry, frustrated, resentful. And that's because you took up the challenge to your ego. So the rule is you must never accept any dare or tease or challenge. You must always flow. Flow from within. If something falls off the table, pick it up and put it back on. If something doesn't work out, then just shrug your shoulders and keep doing what you can without reacting, without resentment. Because when you re react to any, any, any challenge to your ego, see, so some people, see, I'll give you another example. Someone suddenly feels sorry for someone. Someone, someone tugs on their heartstrings and makes them feel sorry for them. So they take up the challenge. You know, women do that a lot with their husbands and their men. Their men are spoiled. Their men are, are naughty. Their men are selfish and it becomes a challenge to her to to comfort him or to help him or even to try to reform him see she takes up the challenge to her ego but getting back to my example some people have their heartstrings pulled on by by someone with a sad story or something and then it becomes a lifelong compulsion to help other people a lifelong compulsion to whenever they see someone that needs a little help they they're, com they're compulsive about helping the other person, which may not really help the other person. But they can't stop. It becomes a lifelong compulsion. So now I want you to see that you must look for these little challenges to your ego, little ones and big ones. Let's start with the little ones. Just notice how some little thing. And people challenge you to respond emotionally. Sometimes they pretend they, they didn't hear you. In other words, you say something and they say, what? Like they didn't hear you. They make you say it again. See, they're forcing you, in a way, to say it again. Don't resent them. And don't add any energy. There's a temptation when you say, could you help me take the garbage out? What? I said, could you help me take the garbage out? Do you see how you, now you added something extra? And then they say, what? I said, can you help me take the garbage out? See how you're adding emotion? You're adding energy. Some people live off that energy. What you must see now is that you must simply repeat it again without any energy. Could you help me take the garbage out? What? Could you help me take the garbage out? What? Could you help me take the garbage out? See? That's the answer. Now, the Lord's Prayer says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Now do you get it? When can you do God's will? When you're not seeking to do your own will. Christ said, I, 
I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So stop reacting. Stop responding emotionally. Stop getting irritated. Stop getting excited. Stop getting angry. Stop getting resentful. Let all these little challenges to your ego pass. Let them pass. And then you are free to do God's will. And God's will is that you don't respond to all these little teases and challenges. You'll save a lot of energy. You'll have more time to do productive things. And you'll discover God's will. So take your will out of it. Whenever you're doing things, don't let them challenge you to become willful. Never rise to a dare or tease or challenge. And it's especially important with your family. Take your will out of it. Let your only will be that God's will be done, that what is right should prevail. Let your will be that you stay so close to your intuition that you sense the delicate moment and what God would like you to do, if anything. Don't be willful with your family. Don't try to change them. Learn to just watch. You'd be surprised how often just being watched by someone who has love can have a magical effect. And then God's will will be done. Are you interested in improving your relationship with your partner? Or how about improving your relationship with your kids? If communication is not so good okay and then how about getting rid of hurt feelings and misunderstandings and so on well then you really ought to read one of my books about relationships and about marriage and one of the ones that I don't talk about a lot I should talk about more is my book called putting the forever back in love oh what a wonderful book it's, it's over 300 pages putting the forever back in love I talk about how to improve your relationship what to do if your wife asks you to leave, how to forgive and forget, okay? How to stay married for a long time and live happily ever after, how to develop character and learn to bear suffering and grow from it, okay? And how to have understanding when you deal with other people, okay? And how not to judge your husband so much and how not to resent your wife. Well, may I recommend you get Putting the Forever Back in Love. Just visit SheddingShackles.com or TalkToAPastor.org and you can preview it for free. It's also on Amazon. Putting the Forever Back in Love. I think you'll really enjoy it. You really have to have a thorough grounding in what it means to be a husband, a wife, parent. And so it'll help you to put into practice some of the things that you learn on this program. But don't forget the meditation. It's extremely important. Remember, this is an infomercial. I'm only on once a week. So you've got to write down the web address and visit it so that you can benefit from the resources. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.